0: Welcome, folks. David here at the theroadswetravel.ca. Today is a beautiful day out there, and uh, we have our special guest with us, as we normally do this lovely morning. It's uh, Michael Doucette, Pastor Michael. Good morning. Yeah. Welcome, Michael. It's uh, How's your week going?
1: You know what? Not too bad. I, I, I haven't fallen. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> actually, actually, I did last week, and I'll tell you about that later. But I'm okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're having. We got a coffee in hand. I see. This makes everything okay.
0: Yeah. Jesus and coffee. Well, I mean, really, nothing better than just sitting back, fellowshipping talking about our relationship with Jesus.
1: You know, when, when our lives intersect with one another and they already are full of Christ, it's amazing how much richer and how we can slow down and enjoy not only the fellowship with one another, but also the fellowship with Christ. And and that commonality just brings such harmony, peace in our lives.
0: It's the journey, the journey from the time we've given our heart to the Lord to now. In our walk with the Lord, it's so wonderful.
1: Interesting how you phrase that, David, because we say our walk with the Lord and we talk about our journey. And there are many people who are walking with Jesus, but they're standing still. That's right. Yeah. And then there's some people that are walking with Jesus. And again, I'm I'm using a play on words here, and I know you picked that up, and they're running around in circles. Yeah and the, the journey is about progression. Every journey that we take is, is about progression. It's, it's about getting from point A to B. Sometimes that takes us in concentric circles. You know, we kind of go out a little bit, but back down, not always to the point that we started, but then we go out a little further and then we come back a little bit more and maybe not to the point where we were the last time and then go back out a little further, that whole concentric circles. As we grow, In our walk with Christ, we are supposed to progress from A to B, not as newborn babes anymore, as Paul described. And there are times when we all need to take a little bit of a compass bearing.
0: That's right. And that's what maybe our talk should be about today. Why not? Because we do have to understand that we do have to stop, take inventory, look around. But the biggest thing there is we need to walk with our Eyes open, walk with our ears open and our heart open. You might have heard me say before about the bus. We jump on those buses. We get to that destination Now we can return back home or we can jump on another bus and go a little bit further if we listen to him. Right. And so many times he puts these new buses in front of us or these new roads. And if we're driving the car, we got the GPS and he's taking us down the road and the GPS is him.
1: It's God's plan of salvation, GPS, is totally different than what we think it ought to be in our heads. Yeah. You're right. And the journey will take us from where we are to where he wants us to be. And the, the journey, ultimately, eternity is heaven. We know that. But through our lives here on earth, we have a mission. We have a work. We're supposed to be being as well as doing for him. And sometimes uh, the dreary, you know, we're in the kind of what I would, uh, we don't use this phrase, but I would call it the dog days of winter. It's messy and it's dirty. And sometimes the temperatures are really, really cold and sometimes they're a little bit uh, mild so that you've got melting and and whatnot in, in the area of the country that we live and life gets really messy and it just oh, is this winter ever going to end? And sometimes our walk with God can become a little bit less than fantastic and stellar because we find ourselves not really taking the moments that we need to see where we're at and where we're going that whole walking circumspectly. And and the best example of that can be found in the children of Israel, who after they got over their initial shock of where they were versus where they they had been, the best example is how they just settled into life. And sometimes we settle into life, and it's okay. It's okay to be, um, you know, following one step after the other. But the Bible commands us constantly, Peter said, sobriety and vigilance. We have to be walk sober and vigilant. And sometimes we get a little bit lulled in the days, right? You know, the, the, especially, like I said, these dog days of winter, yeah. where we're just trying to make it through. And it requires a little bit of a compass
0: bearing. We put those blinders on. We walk <laughs> with blinders on, even though we may complain in the winter. But if we really want to step outside of that, Slush and mush and we can go not very far from here, go into the forest, walk up a mountain and look and the views are spectacular. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it, just that snow covered trees and because it's something new.
1: Right. It's not always there. I, uh, the, one of the greatest examples of, of our path, the roads we travel, yeah. one of the greatest examples is that when my driveway, which is extremely long uh, and you, you know it and I know where it is. But when it's snow covered, there's enough snow on that driveway to make me pause and doubt, am I going to end up on the grass and thereby in the ditch with my car and then I can't get out of my driveway and out of my home and down the road to work? I have to be very careful if I'm trying to drive on it before the plow has come or my neighbor who snow blows. I have to be very careful. That I stay on the path that I know that's there, even though I cannot fully discern and see it. So that means two things. I have to be a little slower. I have to. And not only slower, but also intentional with where I place my wheel. Mm -hmm. I have to be extremely intentional that I stay exactly where I'm supposed to be. Sometimes we're busy. Life is busy. I I mean, I don't ever recall a time where I've ever been this busy. I wake up in the morning and my mind starts to race already. Especially with kids. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm way too young to be this old. (laughs) <laughs> with kids, yeah. I, I've got friends that are 10 years, well, that are my age, and they're five to 10 years ahead their children's ages because they started a little earlier than I did. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I guess the Lord understood my need for developed patience he just a little, <laughs> <always> <laughs> a little bit more. My middle boy turns 13 shortly, like days away, wow. and another teenager. And the challenge with that is that I look at him as dad. I don't want him to be 13 and, and grow in life for two reasons, because I, I want to keep that little boy, right? Mm-hmm. The trouble is he's two and a half inches taller than me now,
0: <laughs> you know, and that's
1: and that, so he can't be a little boy anymore. His feet are, I, he, he stopped wearing my shoes a long time ago because my shoes are too small you know he's just such a, a growing boy as he gets older he's becoming his own person yeah. i can't direct him the way that i want to so i have to suggest to him i have to give principles i have to give ideas uh and hope that he will follow continue to follow the path that god has laid out for him he he's a good boy he loves god he's he's a christian he's been baptized in his name and he he knows the path continually and he he's sensitive to what god is doing in his life we talked Mm. about that just a little while ago and but every now and again it's just him and me on our way to somewhere some event and i'll try to drop little nuggets ask him how he feels about this and ask him how he feels about that to ensure that we're heading in the right direction together. God still placed him, placed that trust of leading this soul of that boy, of all my children yeah. in in the way that we should
0: take. And that same relationship that you have with your son, that's what Jesus, that's what God has a uh, relationship with you. Absolutely. Yeah. We are his children. He doesn't always want to let us go and mature, yeah. but he's got to trust us at some point. Every day, every moment he's sending a nugget mm-hmm. and we have to really, we can ignore it what was the word you used a little while ago? You, sometimes we don't believe the, what the compass reading is. Right. Yeah, we, we need to really stop and listen. Doubting, uh,
1: as Thomas did, is not, it's a natural because we're, we're human. Mm-hmm. So we are naturally going to use our flesh uh, or, or rely on our flesh far more often than we should because the word is is alien to mm-hmm. the flesh, the word that speaks life. Sometimes the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we have to overcome that, that weakness and that tendency to rely upon ourselves. And we have to rely upon the direction of the spirit. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ.
0: We certainly mature in our walk a whole lot more when we listen to him when we really abide in what he has to say. Absolutely. We struggle with that. You know, one time I was out on a boat at nighttime after dark, and I'm not really a sailor, <laughs> but uh, we got turned around so badly. The GPS was mixed up. We were not believing the compass. So many times in our walk, as maybe not mature as we should be, God telling us to do something and we just don't do it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, one of the worst things about that too is that, our self recrimination the way in which we treat ourselves afterward Mm -hmm. because when situations develop in our lives that are not always positive in the moment, we think that we've done something wrong. But yeah. the word declares it's not something strange that has happened upon us. And I keep going back to that. It's, it's a running theme in my life and the lives of others that we think that something bad's happening to us, you know, from the Lord mm-hmm. when something bad happens to us in life. But that's not it at all. No. It's it's refining. It's purifying. Peter says it's not, this fiery trial is not strange but rejoice. Yeah. If you're worthy to suffer this, mm. think about what you're worthy to experience. You know, Paul said, I, I press toward the mark of that high calling. And sometimes it takes effort, effort to get to where God really wants us to go. So he doesn't want us to stand still, and he doesn't want us, because of, of fear, you know, some, most of us stand still because of fear or unbelief or unknowing. We, we just don't know. And people used to say, and I brought this back up, uh, you know, how do you know the will of God? Well, rather than trying to find out the will of God, I just want to get closer to Him. And if I can get closer to Him, I'll know what His will is. Now, I don't know if this is going to air... In time, but we have a special day coming up, as you know. Uh, and culturally, we have to respond to this day as husbands, we're fathers, we're husbands. And uh, on the fourteenth of February, yeah. if we don't <laughs> respond correctly to the social pressure for our significant other, now my my wife, I've told you this before, she loves flowers. I don't have to guess. I know that if I don't find a way to get flowers, and not just any flower, <laughs> I must get a specific flower. And if I don't do it on this special day, then I am, of all men, most miserable, uh-oh, uh-oh. to use that phrase. Yeah. So I, I have to find a way to get flowers, special red flowers in the form of a rose. I must have it doesn't even have to be a dozen, but it has to be some. And I have to find a way to get those to her. And my status within my home, mm-hmm. <laughs> within my marriage, uh, my wife loves flowers. And she yeah. only she doesn't just love them on this day. But if I don't get them on this day, boy, I'll know it. <laughs> right? I don't have to know the will of my wife. I yeah. already know. And it just means I have to put a plan in place so that on that day I can deliver those. So there you go. I mean, it doesn't take rocket science to understand some of the direction that God wants us to go in. He said, to him that knoweth to do good, in James chapter, right? To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. It's not hard to understand that there are certain things that we, we just intrinsically know, David. We know we should do these things. Yeah. Um, and again, it's not about a checklist. Uh, it's more about, hey, I, I've got to take stock of where I'm at. I know better. I, I deeply know better. And let's do it the right way.
0: Sometimes we do take the wrong direction. We do, we are not listening yep. to what he has to say. And, right. and we do take the wrong turn. And we realize it. it could be that same day or the following day. But we desperately need to say, oh, I messed up. Right. Forgive me, Lord. Right. Let's get back on track. Mm-hmm. He's a God of forgiveness. Very much so. New mercies every morning.
1: That's right. Strangely enough, I was just reading that in Psalms, um, that every morning, his mercies are new. He he is a god. Yes, he's a god of judgment, but he's a god of compassion, he's a god of order, he's a god of law, he's a god of love. Yeah. And that love will carry us in places that that we can't even begin to imagine because love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. It yes. looks past yeah. all the things that we think make us unworthy. We're not unworthy. His love has made us worthy. His love has broken down those barriers Mm -hmm. that have been erected by us. We think we can't do it. You know, that's why we have to come as we are. Yeah. Repentance is not about an instant change of look. And, uh, you know, we don't suddenly change from from being sinful and looking sinful. You know, the typical sinner, we always like to point out the typical sinner. Yeah. I know some pretty yeah. rough looking guys that are, <laughs> that are the most blessed of Christians. Yeah. We don't always look the part. That's why man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Yeah. We've got to understand Amen. There's, there's so many different sheep that yeah. are maybe not of your fold, right? Mm. There's so many different people out there from so many different walks of life and God has brought them so very far. And we can't look at them and judge where they're at and that we can look at only look at ourselves walking circumspectly That's right, as wa- wise, right? Harmless as a dove, but as wise as a serpent. And we have to realize that repentance isn't about instantaneously going from, and I'll use this paraphrase, the old cartoons, right? The devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other. We don't just go from devil to angel. It's a gradual growth and change. We will change, but that repentance is about turning around, starting that journey and walking the other way. Like the old soldier uh, in the British army, repent while they're marching. That was a complete, you know, about face. Mm. That's what it means, about face. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're changing the direction of our journey to now follow him. Period.
0: The stronger that relationship is with Jesus, he makes it so easy.
1: He said, take up your cross and follow me. Take it up and follow me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light.
0: We do have to humble ourselves to stop, read that compass, listen to what he wants us to do and the direction he wants us to take and be obedient Right, important.
1: Pride, the word declares, comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Uh, Just, yeah, just thinking that we can do it all on our own. We don't get good to get God. We get God to get good.
0: Yeah, to enjoy everything he has. We can't do it alone.
1: Every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. The good things that I have in my life are all because of him. If I would just stay close to him. It's hard to do at times. I know that. This world, oh, it's shiny, like mm-hmm. a crow after shiny yeah. objects. <laughs> yeah. Or the mackerel, when we fish for mackerel with the shiny lore, right? You know, mm-hmm. the, the world is shiny. There's so many things. Yeah. And they say, Hey, look at this. But God makes a tree, calls it good. Man makes an automobile, calls it fantastic. Yeah. A rocket, amazing. Mm-hmm. God's simple creation is good. And that's what he's called it. And I, I just, I want the good things of God in my life. Amen. Amen. I want the good things of God in my life. And sometimes that means, you know, forgetting those shiny, amazing, fantastic things that are so uh, demanding because they are those neon lights of the world are very, very difficult to ignore at times. The simple, the good things of God. Oh, they they will certainly lead us in the way of life everlasting.
0: How true that is. Very
1: fortunate. And I can't believe this. I'm running out of coffee.
0: Well, time is almost up here. So uh, we'd love to have a prayer from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Father, what a privilege it is to know you and to know that when I place my hands in your hands, when I place my feet in your will, you said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I pray God to each and every person that takes time with David and I, that we would not try to be weary in well-doing as we are trying to do so many things in our lives, but realize that we will if we faint not. And Father, I'm going to endure not because it's my will, but I'm going to endure because it's your will. I'm going to endure to the end because there is no greater calling in my life than to follow after you and to be what you want me to be. I simply desire for each and every person that comes to these podcasts to have the opportunity to gain just a little bit of a little bit of nugget of hope and a little bit of nugget of joy so that they too can see that real life sometimes gets in the way and it discomforts all of us. It knocks us all for a loop and sometimes... Sometimes we have to take a moment and catch our breath. But at the end of it, at the end of all of that, you're still there. And Father, I pray that each and every person listening will understand that you smile on us daily and that you love us abundantly and that your will for us is to simply have more of you I pray in your precious name that you comfort those that are listening today with the peace that passes all understanding. And I pray today, Lord, that you help us all to just have that little curl of smile and realize that you're as close as the mention of your name.
0: In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Folks, thanks for listening. Have a fantastic day. and may be... Filled with wonderful God encounters. Amen.